The best way to think about business strategy is to first ask yourself what business strategy tries to achieve. So business strategy sets the way in which a firm seeks to compete by not just establishing competitive advantage, but realizing that competitive advantage. So there is a big difference between potential and realized advantage. The purpose of business strategy is to set out and achieve the basis for competitive advantage and then sustain it. So in many ways then, it's to create meaningful differences between the firm's position in an industry and those of its competitors. That meaningful difference is symptomatic of competitive advantage. But then you don't just leave it at that, then it's a case of reinforcing that, realizing that advantage and renewing that advantage over time. What that advantage looks like depends on what specific avenue of business strategy you choose. So for example, this could either be a superior cost position, a differentiated product, protected niches, or a combination in between. But again, as we found in our research on um, international new ventures in, in 2010, there is a big difference between your intended positional advantage and your realized positional advantage. That could either be due to bad design of the business strategy, for example, or in many instances, it's down to either not possessing the correct resources and capabilities to enable your chosen strategy, or worse still, problems to do with implementation that fundamentally undermine your business strategy and again this comes back to the why there is a difference between the advantage you intend through the design of your business strategy versus what you fundamentally realize thereafter the other variable in this of course that we haven't mentioned is the problem of uncertainty so take for example a cost leadership strategy the fundamental problem there is how do you know that you have the lowest cost base to sustain a low price strategy on the one hand, you you know you can invest in your own capabilities to enable that low price strategy, but at the same time, you cannot always be sure that the competitor can potentially go lower. A similar problem then applies to differentiation strategy because in many ways you're trying to establish uniqueness and by that you clearly need an innovation. But then there is a um, tendency or at least a temptation to become trapped in simply making improvements to existing products and services with new features and new small differentiations that in many ways leave you open to obsolescence or being circumvented by truly new products. This brings us back to ideas of ambidexterity and the need to be able to balance, on the one hand, exploitatively refining the th conditions that are responsible for your current success, while also investing in the new activities, new products, new services that will fundamentally drive the long-term viability of the business. And this, again, needs to be a key feature of your business strategy. Increasingly, though, we have to bear one other important issue in mind, which is that the whole point of using our business strategy to establish an effective position in the market and therefore establishing our competitive advantage is ultimately because we are seeking to create wealth. This is both for the organization and therefore its ultimate sustainability, but also to the investors who have put their money into our business and enabled its activities. So it's fundamentally vital at the end of the day that the investments that we make as part of our strategy contributes to this notion of creating shareholder wealth. 
tangentially, of course, it's not now really solely a matter of shareholder wealth, but we also need to be mindful of how our business strategy serves other members of our stakeholder network, and therefore what kind of relationships do we need with those individuals and our stakeholders. These transcend not just customers and suppliers, but can also include competitors through the idea of co-opetition, but also we need to think about our, the role of regulators, the role of government, and the wider role of the institutional environment that we operate in. So, for example, when if we are Airbnb or if we are Uber, we can see distinct differences in how those businesses have tried to manage their relationship with stakeholders, particularly with regulation. If we are introducing a truly new business model or a truly new innovation, in many cases not only do we need to educate consumers, but we also need to understand and appreciate whether or not we will get pushback among the institutional or regulatory environment. So increasingly then this becomes more, more a more important consideration as part of development of our business strategy. Finally, of course, I just want to draw attention to one other important element, which is what happens when we internationalize. So clearly, if we have a strong, successful domestic business and we've then chosen to internationalize, we then have a choice of, well, how do we adjust our business strategy? How do we adjust the investments that we've made in resources and capabilities? And how do we move that into the international market? Here, the idea of institutions that I mentioned moments ago becomes even more crucial because we have to understand to what extent our practices, our capabilities, our activities will transfer cleanly to a new um, host country. And in that sense, we often have to adjust the activities that we do to suit those markets, but also adjust how we do business both internally and in the strategies that we then utilize in those uh, host countries. So bear in mind that these are little features that affect how we devise our strategy, how we ultimately implement our strategy, and how we adjust it to maintain strategic fit. So if we pull all of this together then, we can see that business strategy is not something that is simply devised on, uh, on the hop or in, in, in a short space of time. We need to think about uh, the environments that we operate in, the opportunities that are developing not just now but also more long term and where the industry or the market appears to go and where we want to be in relation to that potential industry or market. Therein, we have to understand our resources and our capabilities, and from there, we understand where we may need to make investments if we are to develop either a completely new strategy or a strategy that is taking us in a different direction. Bringing those together, then, we can see that business strategy is very much an integrated set of actions to gain competitive advantage, but also to ultimately realize that advantage and assist in the process of implementation. In some of our, our ongoing research, for example, you know, one of the things we want to draw attention to is the difference between planning and dynamic planning. So when it comes to business strategy, often too much emphasis is given on the process of planning and in turn the idea of planning becomes so mechanized that the belief in the business strategy's ability to maintain advantage over time is lost. In our research, we argue for a dynamic planning capability, not just a dynamic planning process. So planning can't be mechanistic for the reasons that I've just described, but in part of developing your business strategy, you want a dynamic planning capability that allows you to develop and foresee and anticipate different scenarios that may affect the realization of competitive advantage and therefore being fluid as part of adjusting that process. 
good planning is not an antithesis to being flexible or being agile in the execution of your strategy. Instead, it helps support that by being ready to act when conditions are malleable. 